I'd be I kissed her and she kissed me Like the fella once said Ain't that a kick in the head Oh, yeah, ain't that a kick in the head? Hey, you are listening to Mornings with uh, Ken. Hope the music didn't confuse you there. You did tune in to the right podcast. But today's show is a special edition. It's Coffee with the Guys, live from the Artisan Coffee Shop in Ellen, Ohio. Yes, where us guys just sit around and solve all the world problems. Today's guests are Aaron... Don and Frank and of course myself. So go get that cup of coffee. Go get that virtual donut and join us with coffee with the guys. But like I say, if, if we say anything, if we say anything private, I'll just edit. I'll, I'll edit it out if we say something that's, that's too private. But it's gonna be a short episode. Coffee. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Coffee with the boys. Yeah, coffee with the guys. But I'll I'll do an intro. Ten minute soon. coffee. Ten minute <laughs> coffee. But love love wins. It, love wins. You know about that book? Don knows about the book. I don't. I don't read. The only thing I know about it is what you said about it. Oh, love wins by. Um, Bell was his last name. Do you remember his oh, first Rob, name? Rob Bell. Rob Bell. Yeah, he was a pastor, Mars Hill, but not the Mars Hill from oh, okay. the other good church. That was the Mars Hill. Was in Illinois, I think. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, but yeah. I think he he was like a well respected pastor, and then he he. he I mean, I don't know, can, I don't, can you explain it better? I don't know. Is it, I don't. Is it like oh, it's, accepting everything type of thing? Yeah, yeah. It's love wins. So love, when Jesus died on the cross, almost like universal salvation. Like so Everybody goes to heaven. Everybody goes to heaven. That's right. Love wins. Love covers all the sins. If, if love doesn't win, then Christ died for nothing. Like, then Satan won, basically, he would say. He, he would say, well, if, if God's death on the cross doesn't call, cover everybody's sin, then Satan wins, and and so love wins. So now love is for everybody, at no matter what religion, um, you know all all sins are covered, and you can basically, I guess, live in your sin. Well, there is no sin, really. Basically, it's like there is no there's no more sin. Christ redeemed everything. So love wins, but I don't want to get too deep, and then I might have to edit something out. But certain okay. certain alphabet people really love it because love wins. Love wins. But this Rob Bell, he created this idea. Or he wrote a, that's his name of his book, Love Wins. Yeah, Love Wins is his name of his book because love wins. You can you can be anything you want to be. And God's going to save you, and you don't have to change your lifestyle. You don't have to change anything. You don't need to be sanctified. No, no. You, it, I was going to say, how did he dispute all this, like, what you read in the Bible? It sounds like everything he preached <clears throat> disregarded that. I don't know, because, I mean, I actually didn't read the book, but I'm 
from other yeah. preachers that I hear yeah. explain the book or review the book. And, and now since then, like, because he was on Oprah and all that, since then he kind of... Um, Imagine well, that. Yeah, Oprah. Yeah, if he's been on Oprah. Then. Yeah. And well, so now... If Oprah agrees with him. Then yeah. Well, but now he, he rejected he Christ at all. Like, he, he, he stepped down from pastoring at all. Now he's, he's basically an atheist. So I think Oprah even loves him more now. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like, he's like, well, we don't, you know, there's probably not a God. And, you know, there's, it's like. Yeah. I think one thing we're really good at in our society is hijacking words. So oh, yeah. I think you could take your word love as Americans would want to hear it and would want to read about it and then would buy books about it is different than God's love. So yeah. I think we need Yeah, it's like the look at what God's love is. Yeah, the definition of love. I mean you gotta get yeah. right down to the source mm-hmm. of it. I mean God's love can be violent, can it? Yeah. That's what yeah. if he loves you too much to leave you the way you are. Mm-hmm. That's a hard concept. Yeah. If you're if you're if God's love the definition of love was just to make people feel better about themselves, it would look a lot different yeah. than what it does. Yeah, you think about it, you know, even as a father, right? When you're a little child, whatever, they, they do something wrong. Now my kids. I mean, you are gonna come over <laughs> your knee, you know, once in a while. Yeah. All right. And and it ain't because I mean you love them, right? But you are hurting them at the same time. They're learning from you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But people don't the definition of love is the yeah it's like the elusive part of that equation yeah discipline is part of love if if, if you don't discipline you're really not loving your child right yeah you love yeah. Them, you love them too much not to discipline you want to keep them away from harm keep them away from their own self yeah I agree whole idea where parents are more friends with their children than parents they're well, parents worship their kids yeah it becomes a, a an idol like a worshiping type of idol relationship yeah people place their kids above their spouses then when the kids move out big void then you call a divorce lawyer and just set yourself up for a unsuccessful marriage after that I think mean, I see that a lot but love wins loves wins <laughs> oh, you're right though we're pretty focused on making people feel good that's what we want that's what we've our society has taught our kids is that the number one is you and you should uh, do what you can to make yourself successful and make yourself feel good and, yeah you know, if if a professed believer feels like they need to go to a certain church to make to feel like they're puff their chest up and make them feel like they're uh, really serving that that church whether it be a, a what, what we might call a gay church or um, 
I would question whether that believer was doing that to serve others or to serve themselves. So I think our media pushes it in this country. And I, don't, I think it's, it's one of our biggest faults in this country is that we try and teach ourselves to make ourselves feel good and not worry about how other people are feeling as much. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I had a real good lunch with uh, Jonathan last week. Who missed Jonathan? Where's Jonathan at? I don't know. Where's he at? I asked him yesterday. Let's take a vote. Are we voting Jonathan out of the coffee with the guys? Out of the crew. He gets a little grace during the holiday season. All right. He's buying a lot of Lego tables and small kids and stuff. Anyhow. As we were talking about, you know, just identity, you know, where do you put your identity? And whether it be, uh, you know, LBGTQ, whatever, you know, or whether you put it, it's like you said, it's, it's like you're trying to conform church into where you're at. If, if, if you're church, if God's at the center, I say, if you were going to remove something, I say, would you remove, remove the identity of uh, LBGTQ? Or would you remove the identity of God? You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. go to church for God. God's the same. God should be the identity. And it's and you gotta put yourself second, you know, to that. Yeah. Right? And and uh, people just wanna find that that flag, right? They wanna find where where do I you know, where's your identity? Whatever mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, not, not, we just bring, I always hate bringing up the LBGTQ stuff. I mean, because that's, that's just, that's one thing. That's just one thing. I mean, yeah, how, how about all the people who watch porn? Yeah. Where, where, where's the porn uh, church? Right. You oh. I mean? You know well, what I'm saying? You know, it's hey. like, designer, designer churches, you know, to appeal to everyone's yeah, desires. Right, right. I'm just saying. You know what Speaking I'm saying? Speaking of porn, the, oh, <laughs> well, there's, hey, a, there's another. I tried to schedule <laughs> edit. <laughs> there is a guy, though, that went Stop, to, Red he Red started Triple X Church or something, it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He literally would go out to uh, Vegas during the adult awards yeah. week, and he would literally set up a booth there, and he talked about how many people like he's helped um, come to faith and yeah. belief in God and turn away from like being in the adult movie industry so it's interesting well, it's in, in the from, same, from that yeah yeah, yeah. right right in the but same city las vegas and i'm trying to get this lady on my show mm-hmm. um it, it could happen <laughs> she she runs an organization <laughs> now don't don't laugh because i'm trying to get her on the show um hookers for jesus and, and um i know it, i laugh at the name yeah. But um, she's a fisherman. Oh. There was fishers of men, you know, so you do need a hook. <laughs> well, let's not talk about hooks, though. No. But no. <laughs> but she she runs an organization. She's an ex. She's an ex um, prostitute. She got radically saved, and she started this uh, organization in Las Vegas for people in the sex trafficking industry um, coming out of prostitution. She has a home um, that she puts ladies in to recover from, um, you know, just the sex industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a it's an odd name, you know, Hookers for Jesus. But once you dive into the ministry and see, like, man, she's just ministering to all these ladies that, uh, you know, Muslims start out as young kids, you know, being either sexually abused and then going into 
drugs and then on the street and she rescues these ladies um they get saved and she houses them and helps them um come to know the lord and yeah. and it's uh so i'm trying to get that lady on the show but um how did you learn of her um actually she is the, the wife kenny's uh, an ex-prostitute yeah you know my uh, <laughs> Now, she is the wife of Oz Fox, who is a guitar player of Striper. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, never mind. But, but never yeah. mind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess, um, yeah. That, that's, so I was following Oz Fox social media, and then I saw Hookers for Jesus. It's like, well, that sounds weird. What's that about? And I clicked on it, and it's like... <laughs> You're not supposed to click on this website. Whoops. <laughs> 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 and then a pop-up window came. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like all this stuff. But, uh... Dixie, you wouldn't believe my story. <laughs> Honestly. Hey, I did... Good intentions. Oh, I, I burned. Watch my stories. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be an interesting show. Hookers for Jesus. Um, like... Might be some uh, clickbait for some new listeners. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. I did see. Uh, on, I got a, a Google News or whatever, Yahoo News or whatever, talked about a pastor. Um, he was a, a male uh, porn guy, and uh, I, I guess he got saved, and he you know renounced that lifestyle, and now he's pastoring a church. And uh, I was like, well, I, I, I don't know his story, like, but, you know, yeah. I'm, yeah, so, I, I mean. Who was the subject I texted you? Yeah, let's switch to, let's switch subjects, because we're, <laughs> yeah, we're going, we're going, going back sideways. Back we're going sideways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of editing. There's only three minutes worth of material we have here. We have to edit everything out. <laughs> I don't know. I might leave some yeah. of the, most of this in. Three minutes of usable material. <laughs> Might be the last time you put this on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. hey, it's my fault. I mean, yeah. no, who brought, who brought up what? They could just cancel the show altogether <laughs> right. after today. I might get. Well, we mentioned a certain word, so that might get me canceled. Yeah, you might just get canceled anyway. Oh yeah, this, it goes along with the season too. Mm. Uh, why are we so busy? Uh, is it a status symbol? And how does how does that busy schedule damage society in general? That's what I said here. Why are we so busy? <clears throat> I feel like we say we're busy when we're maybe not even really busy. It's just a quick response. Like when we pass people at church, it's like, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, good, I'm busy. Busy, yeah. It's just a, it's a priority, quick word. Yeah, priority thing, right? I, mean, yeah. I think we're a busy society. I think, I think we can be busy and bored at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, Just busy entertaining yourself with stuff that doesn't have any eternal impact or whatever, you know. I'm a, um, and you guys can relate. You guys a little further ahead than me as far as the empty nester thing goes, but we're kind of starting to get into that. Kenny's got one holding on yet. So. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want his. I want his bedroom. 
because it's the biggest room bedroom in the house. So. Yeah, the nicest bed. Yeah, yeah. I just need to hook them up. The basement too. It's the only remodeled corner of the house. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I, I need him to, to, to you know hook up with a young lady and see yeah. about dating and. But well, all in due time, Ken. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, be careful when you say hook up. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say Whoa. that. that, that that's the definition. It's all right. Hookers for Jesus. Uh, Here we go. Backsliding. Kind of full circle. Come on. Wait, what were we talking about, Alex? Uh, busyness. Oh. Busyness. So, yeah. So, I think you look back on, I look back on raising my kids and I'm like creating a list in my head of things that I've screwed up that you just can't fix. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I should have done this. I should have done that. I shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and and my my kids are awesome. My kids, they're they they don't listen to this podcast, so it's not like I'm saying that to, <laughs> to, to to make sure that they hear me. I tell them all the time that I'm I deserve way worse than I got as far as kids go. Um, so I look back and I'm like, I think. I think I used busyness as a as an excuse to not do things I should have done with the kids, mm. um, as it, as they were in their what I would call vulnerable years, like what I think that ten to fifteen age is pretty important. Uh, yeah. So, anyhow, that's just what, what made me think about it. The we are a very busy society, and. I think I wonder if some people create a lot of busyness so that they can tell people that they're busy, like you're yep. saying, you know. Um, yep. That's true. Yeah. Or, or you keep I mean, trying to, you just keep, you know, busy, busy, trying to always manipulate the situation. Not yeah. manipulate it, maybe that's, maybe that's not the right word, but you can even try to improve it, whatever, but, you know, you try to take it on yourself. You think, you think, well, if I do this, then that, or if I do this, then, the, you know, this. And, Sports yeah, is a big one, right? With your kids as you're raising them, I think. It was, it wasn't a huge... Spending time with them, you know. It wasn't a big was, one in my family. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, sports, sports was a big thing in our people, family. Our girls did softball and golf, and I would say we were busy with them to a fault to where church was, like, second priority, yeah. or third, or even fourth at right. times. Right. So you can be busy with your kids still and not feeding them the right... So for us, when our kids were old enough to, you know, both of them are out of the house right now, but it's like going to church is not a priority. And where did they get that? Maybe from my wife and I, you know, yeah. being honest. It's like, yeah, you know what, and I think that's what's scary. You look back, it's like, don't fall too far from the tree, mm-hmm. you know, and you wonder, okay, well, how did I, neg- how was I negative, yeah. negatively influencing my children? Right. Here I am 50 years old, and we've only just the last... 12, 13 years of our life, been consistently at church every Sunday. Like, that's our priority. Yeah, right. But my kids were already kind of established in their brain of what they had mm-hmm. thoughts of church mm-hmm. and what it was to them. Yeah. And those were the years we were in and out of this church. We'd skip church for a year. We'd go to a different church for a couple of weeks. Then we'd pull out of that one, go to a different one. Uh-huh. 
so there was never any consistency. Yeah. But but we were busy with our kids. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Whether it be traveling around on the weekends, doing stuff fun. I agree. But not feeding them the right stuff. Yeah. Because and all, uh, all important things. Yeah. yeah. Sports are a big deal. I think sports right. are great. Yeah. Organized sports are great. But yeah. I think if you go from traveling team to traveling team, oh, yeah. there's a family down the road from us that uh, their son hangs out with our with my kids quite a bit. And he's he's in a traveling team pretty much all year round of some sport. Yeah. And you know, you look at the kid and you're like, This kid's pretty sure this kid's not gonna be a professional athlete at anything. So is that good time invested? Yeah. You know, yeah. parents are living but, through their children. <laughs> yeah, and it's a distraction in in the marriage, like Lord I've talked about when he's out of the home, are, are they going to survive? Yeah. Are they going? Is their marriage going to make it? Yeah. But yeah, he he works. He comes home, throws sports equipment into the truck, and off they go. And that's, I mean, it's like seven days a week. You know, and I just, to me, organized sports is good. It's good to teach your kids to be part of a team. Right. To. Uh, you know, depend on your teammates, support your teammates. I think all that's good to prepare you for uh, adult life in the work environment, you know. Right. But it could definitely be to a to a detriment. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Like anything, though. And it, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember any type of traveling team when I was a kid. Like, you played, you played uh, football in high school, and when, when football season was over, it was over. Yeah, maybe you moved on to basketball, and, then and then when that season was over, it was over. You didn't play basketball. And <laughs> baseball's a big traveling team sport, right? Yeah. yeah. So traveling uh, baseball and golf, I think golf's a big one. You could play oh, yeah. all year, I think. You know, so that was, I don't know. That was Melanie with golf. It was like a year-round thing. Even during the winter, it was like we were making it more of a priority. Like, hey, you need to be at a place hitting balls every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just golf's that type of game. But we were wrapped up yeah, traveling did, every week. Your daughter's, one of your daughters played college, right? Yeah, Melanie played at Malone. So, but so you can mark that up as a good investment because she got college scholarship. Right? It was. I mean, for her, so it was. It wasn't a complete waste. No, but four <laughs> years of high school, four years of college, eight years my wife and I, like traveling around. Even mm-hmm. when she was in high school, we had her in tournaments. So we were traveling around, oh, right. getting her experience. It was good for her to... Golf is one of those things where it's, as far as I'm getting off the subject here, but golf was one of those things where it's you, it's on you, however much work you put in is what you're going to get out of it. So it was good from that standpoint of helping her understand the the work ethic, and she did see some fruits of the labor, you know, putting Mm -hmm. into it. So I think it's helped her in her work life now. Yeah, that's good. And I can't think of anything. I mean, when you're on the stage, you're basically trying to compete I think it helps you deal with nerves and anxiety and stuff like that. But, but anyway, we we spent a lot, a lot of time invested in golf, and sometimes even today I wonder, like, you know, eight years, as much as she learned, did it take away other areas that I wish we had been more focused again? So, you know, it's uh, interesting. Um, this past week I was listening to Moody Radio, and they were I didn't catch the whole thing, but they were talking talking about a book I think a pastor wrote and it basically was a, a list of uh, 
from all different pastors what they regret in their life. And almost 90% from what I heard listening to the show um, was in this collection of books. Pastors, 90% of them said the biggest thing they regret is lack of spending time with family while they were in ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that could probably apply to a lot of us non-pastor people. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, I wondered that with, like, kids of pastor families, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just that they're busy, they're busy working for their job for the gospel, but... Uh, most of them said they regret holding so many different meetings and, and, and going and speaking engagements and things. And, right. Um, they said, you know, your first priority is your family. But I just thought that was interesting that even, like, these pastors all struggle with the exact same thing. They mm-hmm. wish they had spent more time with family. In my case, I wish I spent less time with family, but <laughs> no. that's the other. It's been a tough year too. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh man, fun times. Yeah, you know, you, you wish you could go back a lot of times, you know, like, but you can't. Like, no. you can't you know, I think I'm I'm thankful there's still hope. You know? Yeah, yeah, for all of our kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you can second guess yourself and, you know, make yourself crazy. You know, all the things you wish you would have done. Yeah, yeah. You wish you could have been there during, uh, you know, if they had questions, like you said, you get too busy, you know, just to sit down and talk through their questions. Not, not our questions, but their questions. Right. And I think a lot of times, you know, we, I catch myself where maybe we, we forced our questions on them. That's yeah, true. You know what I mean? Instead of really listening to them. Uh... I agree. I think that was part of my problems. Like, I didn't think I did pretty well with intentionally having conversations with my kids, but the part of the emotional feelings, like when they were younger, like not, not, uh, not really listening to yeah. when, yeah. you know, I would send them off to mom, you know, their mother, and they're like, you know. Hey Dixie, or you know, like, hey, we're getting emotional over here. So, yeah, talk to your mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, even about their perceptions of church, you know, yeah. how you struggled getting them to church. I mean, I mean, that's I'm looking in the mirror with that issue, but uh, but you know, it, just being there in the moment with them it, when they got baptized, it's like I'm sure they had all kind of questions, and I don't think I was there for that yeah. to even talk through that with them. Maybe I didn't understand it at the time. Right. I don't know. A lot of things you wish you could go back and touch base again. Mm-hmm. You wonder how negatively influenced. I mean, but yeah, like I said, you can make yourself crazy going yeah, backwards. Yeah. All, yeah. All, all, you gotta, all you can do is go forward, right? You got to you know? lean on the fact yeah. that you right. did the best you could. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. So it can be a it can be a very uh, slippery slope. Yeah. But your kids are still coming home. Hmm? Your kids are still coming home. You know, your kids came home for the weekend. And well, yes and no. I mean, there so was a lot of... They uh, were there. They know where home's at. They yeah, know... Yeah. They know... They're not there just to get their tires fixed. So, <laughs> they know where love's at, you know. Thank you. I think... And to Kenny's credit, you, I mean, one year... I think one year, 
major motivators for the podcast is the fact that your daughter listens to it every day, right? Yeah, so yeah. She's still listening. She's, you know? she's <laughs> listening. They're always our kids, right? Yeah, they're always yeah, our, so they're always our kids. Absolutely. I, I, I like intentionally, through those vulnerable years with my kids, kept telling my kids, you know, I, I, I want you to feel safe talking to me about anything. You know? yeah, yeah. And right now they don't talk to me about it. Yeah. I get the good answers. How you doing? Oh man, good. I, I would love to talk. How was your day yesterday? Something okay. To it, yeah. You know, yeah. And I'm like, man, there's got to be more to it. There are so high level conversations so, right now. Yeah. And yeah. If I, if I so dig I'm hoping they grow out of that. If I dig a little bit, it'd be like, oh come on, Dad. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. Someday it's gonna switch and they're gonna like unload on me about stuff about their kids. I want to be like too much. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Don't you have a spouse to talk to? Yeah. <laughs> That's with Melanie just turning 26, and I feel like the last couple of years she's like started asking more questions about stuff, yeah. asking her advice about things, sharing, like being vulnerable, sharing things that she has anxiety over. And, that's what I, that's what I hope know. my kids grow out of it and get to that point, right. you know, as they get yeah. older. So we'll see. Well, you know what they say, way. it's like, you know, when your kids are little, you're like, Parents are like the stupidest people on earth. And yeah. <laughs> when your kids get to in their their twenties, all of a sudden you're the smartest thing on the earth. <laughs> yeah. But well, I, I'll be careful how I say this, but I know with David, um, back when he was a tweenie and you know 12, 13, 14, 15, um, I would tell him stuff, and 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 I didn't know if it went through in his head or not. We'd have to talk, and then um, after he got married, and and you know been a year or two he's like he came to me one day he goes dad remember all that stuff you tried to share with me about growing up and life and what's you know growing older and things like because i thought you didn't know what you were talking about he goes but now i i realized how right you were it's like i wanted to be one of the most like yes mm-hmm. yes yeah, see and he's like yeah i i should have listened to you more when you were trying to tell me things it's like well thank you We've actually had conversations with the kids, like kind of going to them in humility and just basically saying, hey, we feel like we failed in these areas and we hope this didn't affect you in this way or we hope this didn't communicate this message to you. You know, we've had those conversations too, yeah. I think Lauren and I talked about this when the kids were little, and especially when Ashley was diagnosed, she was eight years old, diagnosed with with diabetes and... And she, one of her main questions is, can we handle this? What if we screw it up? Mm-hmm. And we are going to screw it up, you know. But that's why we need God to, to, be, to be the center, like you were right, saying. Right, right. Because uh, that affects every other relationship in your life yeah. when God's at the center. Uh, if we put Ashley's health care at the center... Other things are going to fall apart yeah, you know, when the Lord's not the same. I, I tell you, I've, I've always tried to tell the kids, I said, you're never going to be 100%. That's mm-hmm. just not what we do. There's a, nothing. I mean, nothing. You're never going to be dead, dead on. It's how you react to what happens. You know, it's like, what, what are your foundation to build from? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what, what, how are you going to respond to what happens? Yeah. That's, I, that's I my know. advice to young, to new yeah, parents, yeah, too. Yeah, I tell yeah, them that yeah. all the time. Well, I, I work with a lot of young guys that are having kids now, and it's awesome. And, so what's I your just, advice? To I them? just tell them, you, you're gonna screw, them. you're gonna screw them up. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're not the perfect parents. Yeah. It's so not possible. Get that stress off your shoulders. There's always going to be somebody who did it better. <clears throat> yep. Always has somebody who did it worse. Yep. You're going to you look know? at. It's called keeping up with the Joneses. You're going to look at the next family next to you, and you're yeah. going to be like, man, I wish my kids were like that. Said, man, they hit a home run. You know, how did I do, how'd they do that? Yeah. And what what really messes with that, I think, is that busy schedule. Yeah, yeah. What that busy schedule creates is a lot of really awesome Facebook posts. You know? <laughs> and when you're looking, when you're, so when you're gauging somebody else's family on their Facebook posts, I mean, they're not putting the garbage in there, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> trying to create Barbie and Ken. Yeah. Hey, hey, I dated a girl in high school named Barbie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine the slack I got oh, dating a girl named Barbie. Barbie and Ken. Especially since you got the body of Ken. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? And in that fancy Corvette, I think it was Barbie's Corvette. Yeah. Was it Barbie's? The pink Corvette. Pink Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> the guy had the blonde hair and muscle weight. Yeah. Well, I'm so, glad I'm not the only one that screwed screwed up growing with kids. Yeah. So outside of outside of family, does that busy schedules? I mean, does that have a negative impact on society? You think? I mean, I think it does. Otherwise, I wouldn't present the question. Yeah, <laughs> it's so busy. I mean, you know, it turned what? Okay, you know, and this gets to a whole other uh, thing. But you know, the family, you know, both spouses have to work now. Mm-hmm. It, it seems. Oh, yeah, they, sure. They, not that you have to do it that way. They don't have to, but, but you got to live like I do if they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, you, you know what I'm saying. Me and my wife work, and we're still <laughs> Okay, but, but no. the woman has taken on so much more oh, yeah, they, of a role. A career in, woman. In providing for the family. A career woman. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, yeah, that's, that's just a stress on the family mm-hmm. at all times. Now, I think... And, on, on the other side of that, I at least I won't speak for my wife, but I took a lot of pride in the fact that two kids in a home and and my wife doesn't work. Uh, I mean, she means now, she works at home, uh, raising a family, taking care of the house, so she works. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. But yeah, that's right. That's right. Dixie probably won't listen to it either. No, 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 no. But his daughter will be telling Dixie everything he said. Yeah, so, oh, and your wife. Our mutual <laughs> friend, tell Our mutual friend Phil better not tell him. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, uh, uh, I've taken a lot of pride in that. Now, I stand in my yard and look at my house, and I'm like. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a nicer house, you know. Yeah. Maybe a little bigger, you know. I, you know, some siding that I don't have to paint. <laughs> uh, maybe a garage space for my car, you know. So, I don't know. I, I think, yeah. It's I, think, like, I think that busy schedule uh, creates opportunities for you. You know, to have nicer things. Um, so yeah, it's, I think you need to find that. That's somewhere in the middle, where you're busy working. See, so it's nice to have yeah. nice things. I guess you know, I might. Uh, maybe, but maybe I didn't mean to. In terms of, you know, good or bad. In terms of, you know, a woman in the work. Right. Yeah. So I think that because that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that they're. Well, yeah, my my daughter 
is in college. Your daughter's yeah, in college. Right, right, right. You know, mm-hmm. your daughter's a career woman, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. She she uh, so she works. Yeah. yeah. Your your girls are, you know. So obviously, you know, mm-hmm. our families all are on the same page of put the women to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just so, it's just like I said. It's, it's another thing. You know, you always need to throw something else on the fire. Yeah. Yeah, you're never satisfied yeah, because right, right, right. you're busy. I don't know what I don't know what we're busy for. Like, I mean, right? I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, like, is well, it worth it no. to yeah, be that? Busy. What is the end goal? Yeah, what is, right. What, 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 right. What are you trying to? When you compare American society to 100 years ago, you know, were they as busy 100 years ago? Were they busy doing different things? Yeah. I think they were. Was it better back then? Busy just you, know, you just you play the farming. Yeah, they were they were busy just because they had to be busy as far as taking care of the land if they're growing their own mm-hmm. food and yeah. and stuff like that. But it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, today we might define busy as like oh, I'm going to go home and play video games for three hours. Yeah. And not. Yeah. Go I mean, when's and the do last something with your time to help somebody or whatever. When's the last time you dusted <clears throat> off a board game in your house? You know. Right. <clears throat> I don't like board games or cards. I'm coming off of a year where I've always had the goal of, like, we would, I felt pretty good if we spent 30 days out of the year, 30 days in our camper. And this year it was like 12. So I'm pretty bummed out about that. But I mean, we've had some family restraints that really kept us at home and, uh, and worth it. I mean, we need, we did what we needed to do. Uh, maybe next year will be different. We'll see. But um, I don't know. I just this year I felt a little extra busy, and now that one of the main sources of our business has is now gone. So now I'm in like this weird transition, trying to figure out what to do. So yeah, I think we'll see. This might be this might be too deep for another show, but um, but like, are we trying to fill something inside, avoid being always on the go? Like, and sometimes you have to ask, like, why? Like, why are we always on the go and gotta, I don't know, hit hit four or five stores this weekend? Why? Like, what are we looking for in life? Like that we're trying to fill a void by always having an activity or always got to go someplace. And I think breaks are important, but I think if you space your breaks out too far, uh, by that I mean, is our break just our vacation? Stay busy for three months and go on vacation. Right. I, I think, I guess as a, as a, to wrap up the conversation. Yes. Wait, you go on I vacation think, every three months? I think, yeah. Oh, well, I used to. I thought that was Aaron. You're always on vacation, right? <laughs> Aaron goes on vacation and calls it work. I'm on vacation Eric all the time. I'm going on vacation to California next week. So. See? Yep. Yeah. For work. That's, that's what they call it. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, I think one thing that we're lacking in American society that I think that we need to reconsider or you know I don't know make make it a new year's resolution the silence and solitude part of mm. part of life is what we're really lacking you know um, yeah I mean I always went through uh, you know Thanksgiving's a great example you know so you know how busy were you during during the four days off 
okay, if you have four days off, you know, it's like, I work I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm going back to work, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, you know, I mean, we, there was a, it was just, there was something to do, or something that was going to be, you got to do in two hours, mm-hmm. right? So you're getting ready for something, and, you know, anticipate it's always something. Sometimes yeah. holidays are the worst, when, because yeah. you got to go to different houses, and, and yeah. yeah. I work, too. I had to work. I worked Thanksgiving and the weekend, so I was busy, but... Making was, money, though. I was running money. Yeah. Making some I mean, money. American dream, have, buddy. Yeah. 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 Right. Yep. Yep. Making I'm, money for my honey. Yep. Yeah. We're, hey, we're chasing the uh, American dream, which is making us busy. and mm-hmm. the Ameri- I think we all learn it at our age now that the American dream is a lie. You know? <laughs> yes. So... It's, <clears throat> it is a lie. Hey, any any uh any parting parting words as we end mornings with Ken or this edition of Coffee with the Guys? <laughs> any parting words of wisdom? I just think is like Don said with the whole idea of solitude, it's like that's one thing like you don't hear many people in society bragging about, like, oh man, I spent some great time in solitude <laughs> You're this right. weekend with God and just, just focusing on prayer. It was a oh, great man. thing. I mean, you don't hear that. Most people look at you sideways, like, "What's wrong with you, man?" You know, you. What do you mean? You weren't mowing your yard. You weren't golfing. You weren't. You know, what's going on? Yeah, that but, is a great point. Yeah, that, that's 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 awesome. I think you have to be really intentional about it. Set aside some time weekly or whatever. And I've had a conversation recently with my daughter about you need to be intentional about putting your cell phone down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not another appendage or whatever to your body, you know. Um, so, yeah, set that time aside. And a busy schedule does not make you a good parent. So I had a conversation with a guy at work the other day. He coaches his son's traveling soccer team, maybe. Pretty sure it was soccer. Hates soccer. Never liked it. He hates soccer. Yet he's a coach because he feels like that's what's making him a good father. Oh. So, and it, you know. Being involved with your daughter as a good parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the busy schedule doesn't necessarily make you a good parent. So just, yeah, there's things you need to be intentional about other than being busy and being involved in every single thing you can get involved in. He's spread so thin. <clears throat> Nothing gets done yeah. properly. Right? Yeah. And I think, yeah, that being intentional about not being busy doesn't make you lazy. But you can also be a lazy dad, which is... You know, oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's what we'll do that next episode. Next, on next morning with Ken, lazy dads. Lazy dads. Lazy dads and... Oh. Hey. Coffee with lazy dads. Coffee with lazy dads. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a whole other podcast. Yeah. For like, a, yeah. Hey, well, uh, thanks, guys, for the cup of coffee and great conversation. I think we did well. Might have to edit some stuff out. I don't know. I Might. I would recommend ten it. good minutes out of this. Ten, ten good minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel the rest with heavy metal music. music. Heavy metal music. <laughs> hey, well, thanks. Let's do this again. But next time we'll have Jonathan here and and uh, uh, Joe. And we need to get Phil out. So Phil. Be on there. I've asked Phil, you know, but Phil, you know, he he's a busy guy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> Too busy, can't do it. He's too busy. Come on, Phil. Working on his priorities. Priorities. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys have a great day. I love everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye bye.
Chicago, Chicago, I'll show you around. Bet your bottom dollar you lose the blues in Chicago, Chicago, the town that Marty Faye could not shut down. time the time of their life i saw a man he danced with his wife in chicago Time of the 